Okay, we're on Dafayin Gimel in the middle of the Mimer. The Alter Rebbe continues that in order for us to understand what we had talked about, that even though Yaakov is the lesser level than Yisrael, <coughs> which is Zah, nevertheless, there is a certain virtue to the characteristic of Yaakov. And if so, we have to understand how this is going to mesh with our rule that weekday Chol is Yaakov and Shabbos is Yisrael. I mean, we can't say that there's a virtue in the weekday over Shabbos. However, this is not a contradiction. That first of all, the level of Zah uh, is higher than the level of Yaakov in general. And Zah is rooted even in a level that is higher than Abba v'ima. Remember, Zah is the Midas, Abba v'ima is the Moichen. Like we know from Zah, that is rooted even in Atik, which is higher than Moichen, higher than thought Chachman uh, Bina. Even more so, there is a certain virtue to the quality of Yaakov. Since it is the illustration of Yisait Abed is founded in the Father. That is, it is the product of <coughs> the Hashem Himself. This level can be found on Shabbos and Zah in, in an even greater way. Why? Because as we talked about on Shabbos, Zah, which is the Midas, are elevated and become in, embedded within Atzmas of the Abba itself, again, of the intellect, to the point that Zah reaches the level of Abba Mamsh. So that on Shabbos, you have both miles. You have the level of Zah, the way it's in Atzbis, uh, in within the level of Abba. What does this mean in Avedis Hashem? So we know that there are two levels in general. We talk about serving Hashem like a servant and like a son. That even though, in general, we would consider the son to be the more intense level of relationship because the son fulfills his father's wishes out of love. Nevertheless, there is a certain virtue that exists within the Eved which is the quality of bittel, which is beyond any rational explanation. As we know from the concept that Chachma founds the earth, even though Chachma is the loftiest and Aritz is the least, that Yira Tata, which is rooted in Chachma that is basic human sense of awe, which is rooted in Chachma, and therefore when it says Bezois in this, which is a reference to Chachma that's the description of how Aritz enters into the Kedosh HaKadosh. And this is the distinctive virtue that is found in the quality of Yaakov, who is referred to as Hashem's servant, even relative to the level of Yisrael, who was called Hashem's son. And that's why you have to have both levels. It's not one to the exclusion of the other, or to the elimination of the other. Like it says in the Zayar and Parshas Bolak, that there are two levels of Evet. One, when we are in the Pesukah de Zimra, we are simply, quote, uh, lauding and admiring Hashem. And two, is when we're in Shemayin Esri, in total Bittu. And in between, you have Shema. So as is explained, that the four oasis of Yud Vavke, the Yud is the Chilu, the fear of Hashem, the He is Rechimu, the love of Hashem. The Arizal writes that when a person is saying Pesukah de Zimra, he does the will of Hashem out of Yira. It's a human Yira, Yira Tata, that comes from the second He of Shem Havaya. And this is the first level, the sort of introductory level of the slave, and he does what he's told. The level of Yaakov then in the brachas of Kriyashma and Kriyashma itself, where you have the Ahafta, which is the gematria of double the number for Ur, this is the two levels of the love of Hashem, the love of a son, like it says in Tanya, in the name of the Raya Mehemda, like a child who longs for his parent more than he longs for himself. And this is the idea that he's willing to have Mesidus Nefesh. Then you come to the level of Shman Esrei, which is a more a loftier level, Yiri Ilah, that is higher even than the Ava of the sun, <clears throat> because the Bina is the level of Ava Rabba, and it's called Ben Yudke. This level of Yira, though, 
that a person experiences in Shemana Esrei is the level of Chachmilah. That's the Yud of Shem Havaya, where the true reverence of Hashem rests. And this is that superior level of Evet, like Moshe, who is called an Evet. And Yaakov is Yud Akev, that is dra- drawing down the level of Yud all the way down to the Akev, to the heel. Again, Chachma founding the earth, highest to lowest. But the Etzim level of Yud is Moshe Abdi. And now we understand this idea of Shabbos, which is called Yisrael, which is called the sun. It is also the level of the servant, which is the level of Moshe Avdi, the superior level of the servant. And this is what we say in the Shachar Tavening on Shabbos. Yismach Moshe Mematnes Kelkoi, Ki Evad Neman Karasoloi, Be joyous, Moshe, with the gift of your portion. For a trusted servant, he is called, this is that level of Ben that is elevated to also incorporate that superior, mature level of Evan. And this is the term called Evan Neman. This is the level of Zah that is called Ben Yudke, in which it is embedded the Atzmis of Iris of the level of Abba, the level of Chach, which is Yiri Law. And this Yiri Law also includes the level of Simcha. Like it says, all of his hearts are fearful of him. Nevertheless, within them, he is singing to his name. And Yismach Meshach, be joyous, Meshach, for you are my servant. That ends this mimer. We're still in Tafai and Gimel. But we're starting now at Tafai and Gimel. Uh, so Bilam says, how goodly are the tents of Yaakov. So we have a statement that whoever refers to Avram as Avram is in violation of a prohibition because the Pasuk says he should never again be called Avram. Why then is it that it's acceptable to call Yaakov, Yaakov? Why not only call him Yisrael? So we explain what's the difference is uh, the Pusik itself goes and calls him Yaakov, meaning once Hashem names Avram, Avraham, he's never again referred to as Avram, whereas once he's named Yaakov into Yisrael, he's still referred to as Yaakov in Teda. Now, what does this teach us? That you cannot reach the level of Yisrael unless you first have the introductory level of Yaakov. Regarding Yaakov, it says, So in context, it's Esau saying that he tricked me twice. But here we understand this idea. Why is it that, in order to understand this idea, we have to understand a broader concept, the basic concept. What is the purpose of a neshama coming into this world? And only so that it should receive reward in Ganeidin. Before it came into this world, it was in Ganeidin. So what does it need to come down here for? What's to be gained? So there's many answers, but the true answer, as the Alter Rebbe describes it, the Teretz Amiti is, like it says in Pirkei uh, it's preferable, it's more beautiful, one moment of tshuva and good deeds in this world than all the world to come. And like the, uh, the Gemara tells us, in the place where the Balchuba stands, the completely righteous can't stand. Now, Neshama, before it comes into this body, is also like the level of the Tzadigama. But what then is there to be added by bringing it into this body? It is to add this quality of Balchuba, which is higher even than the level of Tzad. Now, there are three levels of tshuva. One is tshuva tata, that is, you stop doing bad stuff that you do not allow Avedas to disrupt your relationship with Hashem, not in your conscious thoughts, not in your spoken words, and not in your deeds. And you have to do tshuva. You have to regret the past, and you have to uproot even the interest in it. So you should never want to, again, be separated from Hashem. That's the tshuva that we have in davening. We say, Baruch Hashem, Elekeinu. You, Hashem, are my authority. That I draw down this level of Elekeinu within myself, that it penetrates my, my real world, like in Pashas Vayelich, it says that there is no other God within me. And it, we also know that my, any Averis will separate me from Hashem. 
So any Avera is going to be a blockage of my relationship with Hashem. As it's explained, when we declare Hashem as Elokeinu, we say this, that He is our God. We use the Elokeen word. Why? Because in order for the to be Elokei Bekirbi, which is Elokeinu, is only through Tzimtzum, which Elokeem always suggests Tzimtzum. Like the idea that Hashem was Metzamtzim, His presence between the carrying staffs of the Aaron Kedush, that this seems odd. We know that the whole world is filled with Hashem. The heavens and earth I fill. And it only mentions the level of Tzimtzum by the staffs that are implanted or are attached to the Aaron Kodesh for, to, tra- to, to carry it. The point being that even though it says, the heavens and the earth I fill, nevertheless, it's not radiant in an obvious, obvious way. It's still concealed. Hashem is still called the hidden of all hiddens. But there, between the carrying sticks of the Aaron Kodesh, Hashem's light is revealed. Like it's explained that Elokus doesn't have this idea of histalkus and espashtus, expression and detachment. It's always going to be hidden. The heavens and the earth I fill, but it's still hidden. And However, between the staffs, the carrying staffs of the Aaron Kodesh, it's revealed. Similarly, within a person, his thoughts radiate even down to his feet, like we'll explain. But there, it's very it's hidden. But in the Mayach, it's clear. And it's not hidden. And in order that God should, be, should radiate in a way that's visible is only through Tzimtzum. This is the gili of Tzimtzum by Hashem. Like speech, which reveals to someone else what the teacher is thinking. Similarly, when we call him Elokeinu, ours, this is only through Tzimtzum. And that's why it is only Elokim that can be called ours, because again, if it's relationship and it's a suggestion of Tzimtzum. And this is the tshuva to, uh, of Elokai Bekirbi. However, we ask a question that says, Ki havaya amoy, which seems to say it's Havaya, not Elokim. So that seems to contradict the point that we just made, like it's explained there in Nigeris HaTshuva. So why are we uh, asserting that it's only over the level of Elokim that we can say it's ours, when here we have a Pusik that seems to suggest it's true of Havaya. But the point is, we say Havaya Elokeinu. That means to say that the Shem Havaya is Mamish what is embedded in the Elokeinu. That certainly within every Neshama there is Shem Havaya. However, the ma- mechanism through which it is manifest in the Neshama is through the Shem Elokeim. The Shem Havaya is the life force, and the Shem Elokeim is the Kali through which that life force is manifest in this world. And this is what it's explained in the Zayhar and the Moshe Zukatai. Um, that it always attaches the two together. Kechelek Havai is the four letters of Hashem, Hashem, the four Eilamais, each one having their own identity. And even though there's a distinction between Bia and Atzilis, that is, it's a Kehli for the Eilamais, but not for the Orpnimi that is invested within them because it's rooted in Shem Havaya, Yod Atzilis, Hebriya, Vav and Yitzir and Asiya, etc. So here the Alter Rebbe goes on and explains how it's possible again to say that every Jew has a Shem Havaya, we're now nine Gimel Amid Gimel, which is the level of Atzilus itself, that is the Atzilus Elyon, or Atzilus as it's manifest in Biyah. And most Neshamas are from Biyah, not from Atzilus of Biyah. So we could say that they are all rooted in the Atzilus Mamish. But what do we mean? Neshamas are of Biyah, that is the Neshama in the body is from Biyah. But its origin is from Atzilus Mamish. And even though the Nisham invests in the body is in the Shema Vaya, like it says in the Eitz Chaim, Shara Shema, Shara Mandala, the Altar River brings 
the source material, that the ten kelim of Pnimi of Bria are the Shemus of Avaya, and that the Neshomis draw out from the Pnimis Hakena. But what we get ultimately is, back to the concept of Elokeinu, is it Elokeinu or is it Avaya that is embedded within us, that it's only Elokeim, and the Havaya quality is the Havaya as it is expressed via the screen of Elokeim. Then there's a Kitzer. We explain the idea of Eakveni, and we explain that there has to be tshuva in three ways. One is to avoid evil, not to allow sins to separate. And then we make Hashem ours, like when we declare, Baruch Hashem Elikeinu. Elikeinu is Tzimtzum Ashkina. And the, even the Chelek of Havaya is only through the uh, through Elikeinu. Now, we said that sins separate. That's a Pasuk. And the Geder Satshuva, from what we call Tanya, it explains from the Pasuk in Bereshis that describes that Hashem blew the breath of life into the nostrils of Adam. That it is a depth, life-giving breath of life from Chelek Hashem. Like, for example, when a person blows on something, he blows. If there's something blocking, it prevents the air from making it to its destination. So too, if there's something that blocks Hashem's blowing of life-giving breath uh, into the person, which is, again, even though nothing Gashmias can block Hashem, but what can is Avedis that can clog up the um, communication, like blocking up, like blocked up pipes. Why? Because it is oppositional to God's desire. And as it's explained in Rishis Chachma, that these are uh, uh, mechitzas, there can't be any uh, physical barrier between a Jew and Hashem, but what can cause separation between Hashem is Avedas. Like it says that what can cause separation, that is, when the hashba from Hashem is through a thick garment, and there is not so much of a revelation of godliness, because the garment is so thick that it completely conceals the body, so then Avedas can block it that this is what causes the expression of the Shekhinah through the ten Svitas of Neger. This is the dividing uh, barricade, not a physical, but the Avedis. Like we know, the Pasuk says in Hazinu, Yaakov is the rope of his inheritance. And if a person lowers himself to pursue his Gashmias Diktaivis, certainly ones that are prohibited, even ones that are permitted, that come from Klippa, he causes Hashem to act in the same way. That is, he invests the Hashba of Hashem down in the slow world into Neuga. And when he does tshuva, he completely uproots his passion for material things and for the nonsense of this world. It also has an effect on Hashem. It's Toshuv Hey. It returns the Hey back to its place. And this is what we mean when we say, that there's no separation between the person and Elokeinu. The second type of tshuva is the tshuva of asetev. That is, that even though he has absolutely avoided evil, but he's minimal in his mitzvah observance. He doesn't extend himself in his Torah and his davening. There's a little bit of laziness. Regarding this, it says in Tilim, there's nobody who does good, not even one person. What does this mean? That he has removed the good of the world. Like it says in the Pasuk in Yeshaya, Imru Tzadiki the Tzadik says it is good, that the level of Tzadik is to be attached with Hashem, to attach the level of Tzadik Kolam and to radiate within Mamali Kolam. That's Yichud Kuchabrichu Vishkinte. And this is what it means that we describe the person as an Oyved Elohim. Like it's explained in Tanya in chapter 15, like working leather. You take the crass 
gruff skin of an animal and you turn it into the very soft leather that you can make shoes from. That is, you work it until you evoke it. In the same way, a person has to work himself to do the good, to battle with his, his natural tendencies. And through this, he draws down the Yichud Elyein, the Shemeshum Mogein, the sun and its screen, our Havayin Elikim, that the screen should not block it out. Similarly, when you blend Adni and Avaya and you sweeten the Gevudas through the Chasadim, which is the Ikarinian of Yichud. And therefore, when we say there's no one who does good, we mean there's no one who does it properly. Like it's explained um, in the Zayhar that the fire burns the world with a fiery flame. That's what it means. Not that they're not doing what they're supposed to, but it's not done properly. It's not done with this uh, enthusiasm. The revelation of Orin Saif, Saif of Kolam and Mamali Kolam. And therefore, the Gvudas of Mamali Kolam would be uh, overturned. And this is what it says uh, in the Zayar um, that, that uh, Reb Yesi would declare, Leslie Bapuma, there's nothing, there's nothing to be said, meaning. This at this higher level where there's a, this great uh, deficiency, this pagam, meaning a person has a lofty neshama. So his chet, his sin, annuls it. And his ase toiv, he, he's not as enthusiastic. He's not constantly growing. He's not oivid elikim. So there's a great collapse because he also winds up not avoiding evil. And like it says, the other mate what does this mean? That the root of the soul of the person is the eighths in the field that God blesses. What does this mean? Like we have the idea that a tree produces fruit. And the Zayar explains that this is the root of the neshama, of this tree that it's in the field that Hashem blesses. So there are fruits, just like it is in the physical world, there's fruits in the spiritual world. What are the fruits in the spiritual world? These are the loftiest of levels. But when they fall, they fall down and they uproot the whole thing. And the, and the, the fruit falls far from the tree more than it would have otherwise grown, because when it's so high, it falls so far away. According to its height is how far away it falls. So too in the idea of the Eitzachayim, of the Neshamas, because when it says that the Yidden were the initial purpose of all of creation, and that is the highest level, so when they fall, they fall hard. Similarly, also in the idea of Shvidah Sakelim from the world of Toyu, that they are rooted in the highest of levels and therefore they fall to the lowest of levels. And that's why the vegetation can give life to the animal and the animal to the human because it is of a loftier origin, even though when it's manifest down here, of course, the animal appears to be higher than the vegetation and the human higher than the animal. And that's why when there is a deficiency or a violation of the neshama, for example, the person who's a great Talmud Chacham, who's not invested fully in Asetoi, so his Avera is greater than that done by the average person. Like the story in the Gemara of the Tanu who said that when I walk by and people don't see me learning, and it's only because he was really exhausted, so Rabbi Yechanan was fearful that people would see him not davening or learning at some moment, and they would take this as some sort of excuse not to, because he had to be at that loftier level. And this is not a contradiction to what it says that if a person is in violation of a mitzvah's aseh, that is, he misses out on a mitzvah opportunity, and he does tshuva, he will not have to worry, so to speak. He will be forgiven. Or with a loisa say, even if he does tshuva, he still has to wait for Yom Kippur. So this might suggest that missing out on a mitzvah's aseh is, quote, not such a bad thing. But again, as Alter Rebbe writes in the first letter of Yigeris HaTshuva, 
that this should not make this mistake should not be made because this person has missed out on bringing light into the world, and therefore there's no leniency that should be derived from this behavior or this uh, consequence. However, nor that the person do tshuva, that he uh, fill his light that was missing when he missed out on a mitzvah. For this, he has to do an intense tshuva because he missed out on something. And this tshuva is what he uh, enunciates when he makes the request in davening, meaning that the request of the tshuva for missing out on something is to attach himself to Shem Havaya, which is Seviv Kolamin, and a level of Makit. And this is a level that is higher than Elokeinu, which is Mamale Kolamin. And that's because Mitzvah Sase and Mitzvah Sase are linked to Shem Havaya. And therefore, in order to draw it down through a mitzvah to attach ourselves to Hashem, like it's explained in the Geras HaTshuva in chapter 8, that since the spirit of purity overcame the person and purified him, so he can do Tshuva and he can return to Avaya Baruch and he can elevate himself to this higher level and attach himself with this wondrous unity like it was before he did this Aveda. And that is to be subsumed in Shem Avaya. Again, like we talked about, that even though whenever we talk about Hashem being, quote, ours, it's always in the level of Elokeinu. And here it seems to suggest it's Havaya, but it's Havaya as it's manifest in Elokeinu. Now we're on Dafai and Dalit. This is the level of Havaya before it's manifest in the Midas. And this is what Yaakov said when he, when he requested, Hashem should be to me an Elokeinu. That is, Havaya Levada, each itself should be Elokeinu. And even more so, we have these two levels, Havaya and Adni. That is, the Adni is dominant. And then we have Adni Bahavaya, that the Havaya is dominant. And this is this level of Chuvan the Asetoif, that he does the mitzvahs with Simcha and Tuvlev, and not just by rote. Perish, uh, Titzer, we, we say that a person can become separated, like it's explained in the Geras HaTshuva, uh, because uh, we are linked to Hashem. And Chuva uh, on the level of Asetoif, is to uh, join Seviv Kolam and Malik to become an Oivid Elakim like the field that nourishes the animal, that nourishes the person, and this allows us to be subsumed within Havaya Mamish.